Hey everybody. This is House of Hope podcast series, presented by Gotham and House of Hope. Today's topic is Sure Paths to Greatness. Our speaker today is Deacon Dr. Akinbani. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We we'll bless the name of the Lord uh, for what the Lord is doing in the house. Uh, Father, we pray that uh, you will give us the grace to obey you. And we pray that the word of God that we keep hearing, listening, and speaking will never stand against us. We never judge us in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that the word of God will transform our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And thank you so much, Deacon D. God bless you. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Amen. Uh, it's such a great uh, privilege to be back here again uh, to minister the word of God. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, King of Glory, for the grace you have bestowed upon me. Thank you, ancient of this, for your grace that found me, that you called me out of darkness into your marvelous light, and which is the same grace, Daddy, that has extended to everyone here seated and for those that are watching us online. Thank you, Father, Lord God, for your grace upon each and every one of us. And King of Glory, even as we go into your word, Holy Spirit, I release myself to you. Speak through me. Help me, Holy Spirit, to give that which you have given to me, to your people. May this word bless us, enrich our souls, and at the end, Father, never judge us in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Uh, we bless the name of the Lord. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning, church. Uh, for those that are just, uh, this is your first time. Uh, welcome to House of Hope. Uh, this is a place watered, nurtured by the Spirit and by the Word of God. And for those that are watching us online, uh, it is a heartfelt prayer that the same anointing that is present in this house will extend to you wherever you are watching us in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, let me make this uh, confession before I go into the message. Uh, two weeks ago, after the service, I was outside with a uh, depot. I just read the word. We're having a chat. And Daddy only walked out and said, hey, so my thought was he was referring to Dickin D, and I turned away. And Daddy said, "Get ready for on the seventeenth." Then I was asking, "What is happening the seventeenth? It's not open, no naming ceremony, no event." And I was like, "Daddy, no." He said, "Yes," and he walked away. So a couple of days later, because of what I was going through. I sent him a text that I'm sorry I will not be able to do it because I am not emotionally strong to bring the word of God. So after I sent him that message, he replied and he said, that's okay. Two days later, we read in our house, I mean, as we're going through the Bible, Jeremiah chapter 20, and at about 4 a.m. in the morning, this I woke up with this, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9 which reads from the New King James Version. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was, was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I cannot. 
I was not emotionally strong to bring the word of God to you this morning. Uh, but when this word wake, woke me up at about 4 a.m., I said, I have no option. Then right there, right then, I sent that a message that if he has not gotten a replacement, that I will do it. That I will do it. By human, st- I'm not standing here by my own self. I cannot do this all by myself. But I pray that the spirit of the Lord will minister to everyone. Because when I read the, when I read that same version from the message translation, it said, "But if I say, forget it, no more God messages from me." Say the words are fire in my belly, a burning in my bones. I am worn out of trying to hold it in. I cannot do it any longer. Like I said, God called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And he has brought me this far. So it is that confidence that I have in him that he has never brought me this far to to let me down. So even as we go into the message this morning, that we thank you. Increased greatness. Increased greatness. So I titled my message this morning, Short Path to Greatness. Short Path to to greatness. We know the theme, I mean, the uh, Bible passages from Psalm 71, verse 21. You have increased my greatness and comfort me on every side. Irrespective of what you are going through, irrespective of the challenges, the word of the Lord says, but you have done what? You have increased my greatness and comfort me on every side. Last week, uh, Minister Dekoy ministered powerfully. Uh, she discussed about the definitions of what we can get from greatness. For those who are not here last week, or please, you can go back and watch it online. Um, but to add to that, I defined greatness as being uh, preeminent, imposing, grand, distinguished in importance, and remarkable in ability character, achievement, and of course, the anointing that comes with it. There is an anointing that comes with greatness. When you are great, when God lifted you, there is an anointing that has been released upon you. And just like the minister, um, Sister Rachel ministered last week, it's like a tree. That fruit is not just for you. It's for the world out there. Students, it's for the for your colleagues on campuses. For those of us that are working, it's for our colleagues at work. For those of us, um, for our neighbors, it's also for our neighbors. Psalm one thirty nine verse thirteen to fourteen. Psalm one thirty nine, thirteen to fourteen. For you have formed my inward parts; you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Thank you, sir. So, here is the thing. You might think you don't have anything on the inside of you. You might think because you are doing the same thing that other people are doing, that you don't carry something peculiar. You carry much more than you think and much more than you know. Have you ever considered that we have over 8.1 billion people on the planet Earth and no two single individuals have the same fingerprints? 
Has that ever come? Have you ever thought of that? We have 8.1 billion, over 8 billion people on the planet Earth as at this morning. But no two single individuals have the same fingerprint. Let me shock you a little bit. As you are well seated, your 10 fingers, this fingerprint is not alike. You as an individual. So what does that tell you? It tells you that you are unique. It tells you that you carry something that no one else carries. It tells you that the word of God that says concerning that you are fearfully and wonderfully made is real. It doesn't matter. Every other person might be doing the same thing. But you are unique and I am different. So are you. If you're still not sure, think about that. Uh, Without a doubt, our God is a great God and his greatness is manifested through his names, his creations, his wondrous acts, his love, though, and through his son, Jesus Christ, and through us, his children. Genesis 1.26, we read that as well last week. And God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and the cattle and all the earth and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. Are you a child of God? I cannot answer that question for you. As we are, as we are, as we are seated here and for those that are watching online, are you a child of God? You are not a child of God by your Christian name, by being born into a Christian home, by being raised in a Christian way. You are only a child of God by having that personal relationship with Jesus. You are destined for greatness because God created you in his image and commanded you through his word to be great. Never underestimate yourself. Excuse me, please. I'm always an emotional man. Don't mind me. So you were created to multiply and dominate. You are what? Created to multiply and dominate. That is what the word of God says. Never underestimate yourself. God has done all that is needed for you to be great. He even used his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to pay the price for your greatness. Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. God is an awesome God. He's so powerful that he's the God that knows the end, even right from the beginning. And he said that even before your parents met before the dad, your father proposed to your mother, he has already formed, he knows what your outcome is going to be. And why don't we release our lives to him and let him do as he pleases? It must be understood that every form of greatness begins in a small way. Great men like Abraham, Isaac, Joseph, Moses, David, Paul the Apostle, and our Lord Jesus Christ had humble beginnings. Job 8.7 says, Job 8.7 says, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter hand would increase abundantly. So what is God was saying to us this month and beyond? It doesn't matter the level you are. It's not about where you are. 
It's about what God is about to do and where God is taking you to. And that is why Pastor Ado always pray this prayer that God take us from where we are to where you want us to be. Where we are really do what's supposed to be. And that it's only God that knows where we are supposed to be. Every child of God should be guided by the motto. It is not over until it is over. For me, I believe, for me, I believe it cannot be over with me until I am fully blessed and truly great. And so we leave it for every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. First John chapter 3 verse 2, he said, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. What does that tell us? It tells us that after we have given our life to Jesus, we will walk in his light. We will walk in his ordinance. We will walk in according to his statutes. So that by the end of the day, his will will be our will. His plan will be our plan. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So by the time after you have given your life to Jesus, it is you deliberately handed your life over to Jesus. He takes charge of everything. He will direct your path. He will tell you the way to go. Now, one of the surest paths to greatness is dream. Is dream. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. Habakkuk 2, 2 to 3. Then the Lord answered and said to me, Write the vision and make it plain on the tablet, that it may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. God's plan for your life will surely come to pass. God's plan for your life will surely come to pass. But what is your dream? What dream do you have for your life? Where do you see yourself? Where do you see your family in the next five years, in the next 10 years, in under 20 years? What dream has God given to you? God revealed greatness to Abraham and Joseph through dreams before they became great. Whereas Abraham saw innumerable stars, which were to represent his children, Joseph saw chiefs, the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars making obeisance to him. At that time, they dreamt those dreams. They were, there was no identification that they were going to be great men. It may, be as, it may seem as if there is no sign of greatness in you. Yeah, you might have been doing things and it seems you're still getting... You are not getting any good results. You've tried so many things. You don't you believe that. I mean, you've, you've neglected, you've sidelined that definition of insanity of doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same results or different results. That is definition of insanity. But now you've tried so many things, but it's as if nothing is working. There is hope for you. There is hope for you. And there is light at the end of the tunnel. The journey of life is never measured by how far, it's by how well. I graduated from school. People thought it was for four years, but this journey took me almost seven to eight years. But one thing that I've kept in mind is I've never lost my focus. 
it was not an easy journey. Nobody says it's going to be easy. Every time from my first year to my final year, I gave testimony here. I always say this word. Nobody told me it's going to be like this. Nobody said it's going to be easy. But one thing is this. If you have God with you on your journey in life, there is no limit. If God is with you on your journey, there is no limit. A dream encourages you to pay the price now and reap the reward later. The dream will encourage an individual to pay the price now and reap the reward later. What is that dream? What is that dream? What has God shown you? You have greatness on the inside of you. Look inward. What is it that thing that you can do that, than every other person? It's so funny that when you look people in maybe in the Nollywood, Hollywood, there are some people, the role they know how to play is to cry. And they are making billions on just crying. Because the only thing you will see them appear, they will do well, is to cry. What is it that you can do? There are some people, the only thing they can do, I mean, you've seen so many movies, living a lavish life. Some will play the, the, I mean, someone who is mad, who is crazy, and they are making billions from it. What is that thing that God has put on the inside of you that the world out there is waiting for? The world is waiting. North America is waiting. The entire planet health is waiting for that thing that God has put on the inside of you. How do man experience uh, greatness? Another thing, another short path to it is desire. It is one thing to have a dream. It is another thing to have a desire to be great. You desire it. I came into the country 12 years ago and I was working as a home health aide. After a couple of months, weeks, I said, no, I can do better than this. I said, I can do better than this. Then I decided to go into a pharmacy te- uh, to take a pharmacy technician class. Then I decided you can do better than this because something happened one day at work. The pharmacist that I was working together with is a very young man. I know I'm older than him. As a technician, for eight hours, I will be on my feet for about five to six hours. The pharmacist will sit down for seven hours, eight hours. The only time they will stand up is for them to check medications. It's like, and after eight... That's what you think. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's what I, it's, it's true. It is true. But... Now, they were pray- it is true they are, praying for, I mean, they are paying for what is upstairs. It is true, but what, this is where I'm going. I said, I can be the same. We will close after eight hours of work. You will go home with $400, $500, and I'll be going home with less than $200. And eight hours. Come on. And I said, Murphy, you can do what? You can do better. You got to do what? Go back to school. 
a desire to do what? To go back to school. Like, uh, hey, I mean, no, I want to be. <laughs> Mark, Mark 11.24. Mark 11.24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Does that mean you will have them right, right there, right now? It may not be. It may, you may not get the answer immediately, but keep doing it. Save God. This, I mean, keep your focus focused. If there is, if there is a grammar like that, keep your focus focused. You desire it. You put everything. It's gonna take. I cried most nights. There were some nights I, would, I thought I was reading, and I would be crying. <laughs> My wife would come out. He said, Ademi, what's, okay? what's, what's wrong? Are you crying? I said, no, I'm not crying. He said, you are crying. <laughs> because I've read, but I cannot understand. It's, it's not sinking here. Why? Because I have, I have kids to take care of. So there are so many things that will be pulling you here and there. It's not going to come cheap. Life is never a bed of roses. It got to a point we both cried together. <laughs> she had to share in my cry. <laughs> See, it is not an easy journey. But you have to desire it. You have to desire it. The starting point on the path of greatness is... That is to be desired to be great. For one to be great, you must have the definiteness of purpose. That is the knowledge of what you want and a bony desire to achieve it. Backed up by faith in God, desire is born out of need and dissatisfaction with your present status or lot in life. What prompted me to go back to school was my dissatisfaction. That there's no way I can be working eight hours and be going home with less than two hundred dollars. I have a wife and kids to take care of. I want to live this American dream as well. I'm not going to do that on $20 an hour. The desire, this, you have to have that dissatisfaction. Lord, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with this present situation. Then you need to back it up with faith in God. Faith. Faith. Because so many things... We want to mess up your journey on the way. So many things. Number one thing is failure. Because once you fail, he said, the devil said, I told you, you think you can do it? If I stand here and tell you that I did not fail a class, I'm lying to you. I failed a class. I failed two classes, as a matter of fact. Yes. But the thing is, I did not give up. No. No. Failure? No. Oh, it's okay. You come. It's part of the journey. It's what makes the testimony sweet. Because everybody is not an A student. I was never an A student. So the fact that I can go to pharmacy school, if you think you are a C student, we are in the same category. Let's go. We can do, if God can do it in my life, he can do it through you as well. Desire is what gives birth to miracles. 
Desire does what? Gives birth to miracles. Hope and wishes are different from definite desire because definite desire translates into reality. Wishing will not lead to greatness, but desiring greatness with a focused state of mind, then planning definite ways and means to acquire it and backing those plans with persistence that does not recognize failure will bring success and greatness. Like I said, failure is part of the journey. It makes the testimony sweet and even sweeter. Psalm 37 verse 9. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. But the first thing is delight thyself in the Lord. Do the will of God. Obey God. Serve God. Desire is like a living organism. It is born, it grows, and it can die. People with a strong desire to be great know that every setback along the path of greatness brings with it the seed of advancement. You must desire to be great because greatness is your heritage. Complacency and accepting the status quo have caused people their greatness. Jesus was never complacent. His desire to succeed in his ministry was fired by his mission. And every time, Jesus will always say, let us go to the other side. Let us go to the other side. Let us go to the other side. Why? Because there is more land to conquer. Okay? There is, a, there is greatness ahead of him. He kept moving to the other side. You don't want to stay on the edge of God's blessings. You don't want to stay on the edge of God's blessings. And that's what most of us are doing. Because if you stay too long on the edge of God's blessings... You might give up. You might give up. Because you've tried everything, but it's as if nothing is working. You know, um, I have uh, two, um, do I have the images? Can I please have those images? If you look at these two images on the screen, if you look at the first one, the first one to the left, oh, okay, I'm the one seeing two. Okay, let's talk about this. This one is talking about an individual, two individuals, purchasing, I mean, uh, running after, pursuing the same thing, running after the same thing, okay? But if you see the man on top, he kept his focus, right? And the man at the bottom, he was so close, but he did what? He gave up. And this tells us that many of life's failures are those that do not realize how close they are to success when they give up. You are so close to your success. You are so close. There is a saying in, in, um, in Yoruba land, where I came from, that says, where we are going is not that far, but where we need to, the stops we have ahead of us, if that's the best, the better way that I can put it. Where you are going is not that far. You are going from here to here, but you have about five, ten stops. So those stops are the things that are making the journey longer. It's not that it's that long. You are so close to your success. If I had given up in my P1, you won't see my name as Doc, Dickin Doctor. <laughs> Isn't that great? 
but to God alone be the glory. Many of my colleagues gave up even in their third year just because of failing a class. But here is my recommendation. Don't give up. Don't give up on that dream. Don't give up on that thing that you are pursuing. You are so close. And if we look at the second image, this talks about an individual. Okay, it's up there. This talks about two different individuals. They were looking for gold or diamond. One found it. I mean, you can see it. One person found his own earlier. But the other person is, is just a little later. Now, this tells us of someone when you are comparing yourself with other people. You, will, you are running another person's rates. You can't get that greatness. He's so close. But here is the thing. When you are trying to be like someone else, the best you can ever be is number two. He was trying to be like someone else, but he's so close to his own bigger diamond. But he gave up and he jumped back to where that person and this tells us of some to, uh, to the CG. It is true, it's always okay to change classes, to switch courses. If one class is not working, switch to another one. But don't say because your friends are doing it, you want to do the same. If God called you to be a science student, why do you want to go and study law? If God called you to a particular department, to a particular ministry, but you see another person doing well in another department and another ministry. It's not because you desire it. Many a times it's because of laziness or heart of envy. You decide to jump in. At the end of the day, you will not achieve that greatness that God has for you. I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Tell somebody by your side that there exists greatness on the other side. The person did not hear you very well. There exists greatness on the other side. Another sure path to greatness is obedience. Obedience. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred and thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and cause him that causeth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. As we know, another driving force behind greatness is obedience. Obedience in this respect simply means your willingness to do what God has instructed you to do. Abraham obeyed God when God instructed him to get out of his country of certainty of what he's so familiar with, of what he's so used to, and go to a land where he has yet to show him to an uncertainty. Also, we saw how God commanded his people in the book of Jeremiah chapter 24, verses 1 to 10, to move rather than staying in their own land. Now, obedience involves faith. Have faith in God 
and it will surely make you great. You see, obedience is doing anything that God asks you to do, regardless of the costs and consequences. And I always love to put it this way, that obedience is you putting your brain, you leave your brain behind when God is leading you. I love that quote. I, always, I love to say it every time. When it comes to obedience, you leave your brain behind and you allow God to lead you. Because when it comes to God, there is nothing that God asks man to do. In humans, with human senses, it's not going to make sense. It doesn't make sense. Does it have to make sense to you? Does it have to make sense to you if it is coming from God? God has promised us greatness if only we will obey his commandments. And you should therefore respect the principle of obedience if you so desire to be great. Ah, Let's not forget that the almighty God is our source of greatness and to achieve greatness, you should please God. It's another sure path to greatness. Learning to please God. However, it is impossible to please God without faith. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And faith is built up by the constant hearing of God's word. Uh, Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith is therefore the master key to greatness. Faith in God is the external elixir that gives life, power, and action to the impulse of thoughts. Faith in God is the only antidote to failure. Faith in God contains the seed of achievement and greatness. You cannot ever walk the journey of your life alone. The best of man is never enough. It doesn't matter how hard you tried. I mean, Minister Rachel said that last week as well. The best of man can never be enough. We need God. And the only way we can know God is by having faith. I was saying it in our Sunday school this morning. There are so many things about the teachings about Jesus. Even the Muslims believe so many things about Jesus. But one thing that they do not, one of the things that they do not agree with is the fact that he is the son of God. And we as Christians, we believe that Jesus is the son of God by faith. Because if you reason with it with human standard, who is the wife of God? If you keep thinking about it, how did God emanate? Where did God emanate from? It's none of your business. Faith in the finished work. That helps us on this Christian journey. Another thing is honor God. Honor God, recognizing him as the source of greatness, helps you to tap into the covenant of grace, wisdom, empowerment, humility, and anointing for greatness. Those who recognize God as the source of greatness and give him glory ended up being great. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine says, Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Minister Richard mentioned that last week. Hard work. Hard work. Hard work. 
hard work. If you are praying for success without hard work, it's like trying to harvest where you have never planted. You pray for success. You pray for success without hard work. You, it's like you trying to harvest something where you've never planted. And success does not jump at people. And the degree of success is directly proportional to your prayer, provided hard work is constant. Amen. So, Morphe's Lord, Daddy. Yes. Yeah, the degree of success is directly proportional to your prayer, provided hard work is constant. If God be with you, nobody, no obstacle, no limitation can stop you from achieving greatness. The Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? But the surest and the ultimate path to greatness is accepting Jesus as a personal Lord and Savior. We can talk of so many things, but without Jesus, the only thing that will sustain, retain, and help you to maintain that greatness is having Jesus. If you miss Father, you have no loss. If you miss Mother, you have no loss. If you miss Jesus, you miss eternal life. You can have all the greatness, but if Jesus is missing, it's nothing. I was having a conversation with one of my sisters over the weekend. We were talking of people in Hollywood and Hollywood like that, building mansions. At the end of the day, Men, you will not be buried in that mansion. You will be buried outside. If it is from the part of Nigeria where I came from, they will bury you outside. The kids will be drinking gari on that tomb. They will pour water. Six feet. The same measurement that they will measure for a madman on the street is the same that they will measure for the president. Because even if they make it 12 feet, it's, it's a waste of time. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 7 to 8. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God who has given us his Holy Spirit. God's call is encompassing for everyone who has been called. God has something special in reserves to back up that call. Please don't give up. Please, to any department, to any ministry that you have been called into, don't give up. Lord, you might be saying, Lord, Lord, I'm serving you, I'm doing, but you are not doing this. Please don't give up. God has something in reserve for you. And even if you do not receive it, can you please make God the God of if, God, if, uh, if not God? That in the, to the point at which God, even if you will not do this, I will still serve you, Lord. And that was, what, that was another thing that brought about the, the message when I reached out to Pastor Nee. That God, even if you do not answer this prayer now, I will still do your will, Lord. It's such a great opportunity to stand and minister the word of God. I can't remember the last time I did it. It's not CGT cover. Not because to show off, but it is the work of God. Don't give up. Don't give up. Ephesians 1.22 And he put all things 
in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. Talking about Jesus. In John 3.35, John 3.35 said, The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. What does that mean? The success we are praying for. The greatness we are believing God for. The breakthrough you are believing God for. It's in Jesus. Mark 11, 28, he said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And I will do what? I will give you rest. The rest we're running elter skelter for, that peace of mind can only be found in Jesus. It's not in the house. For people say, oh, maybe if I go to Francisco, I will have rest. That's not what we're saying. Oh, if you build that big house, then maybe you have rest. No. Some people say, when I marry you, have, as the rest come. <laughs> As the rest come, some will say, oh, if I have those children, have, have you seen rest now? The only rest is in Jesus. Remember what? Remember one thing he said? One of his names is the Prince of Peace. You may not have anything, but you will have peace. My Father, my God. You may not have what you've prayed for, what you are praying for, but you have that confidence, you have that peace of mind within you that all is well. Accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior is the key to our increased greatness. A call to repentance is the foundation of all calls. If you have not given your life to Jesus, you can desire from now to tomorrow. You may have it. Seriously. You can dream. You may have your dreams. Dream home, dream cars, dream everything. But... At the end, the Bible says that what shall it profit a man that gains the whole world and loses his soul? What shall the man use for the exchange of his soul? Nothing. And so even as we go out there this week, please, if you have not given your life to Jesus, don't leave this sanctuary. Our fathers in the Lord, they've made covenant with God. That it doesn't matter where you stand in this sanctuary to pray, God will hear you. Please, right now, right there where you are, give your life to Jesus. The best decision you can make in life is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And that is where the increased greatness lies. Pray that the Lord will help us. And even as we stand to take this few, a few prayer points, let's just pray. I mean, you don't have to stand. It's okay. Does, whatever position you want to take, that's fine. Let us pray that, Father, I thank you for the limitless opportunities at my disposal and for always making a way for me in all situations. Let's say, Father, we thank you, King of glory. Thank you, ancient of days, because you are the God of abundance. Daddy, you are the God of all resources, O Lord. Thank you, King of glory, for the limitless opportunities, Lord, that I have in you, that you have given to me, Lord, at my disposal, that you have embedded in me, O Lord. And King of glory, thank you, Father, for making a way for me out of every situation, no matter how tough, no matter how rough it may be. Thank you, King of Glory, for in Jesus' name we have given thanks. And let us pray that, Father, please let your wonderful promises of peace and security be 
uh, uh, fulfilled in my life in Jesus' name. Let's turn that into prayer that, Father, please let your wonderful promises of peace and security, Lord, peace in my family, peace in my career, peace over my children, peace over my home, peace over my future, Father, be fulfilled, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And let those promises of security, Daddy, according to your word that says, Daddy, that you will keep my going out and my coming in. He said, blessed shall we be when we go out and blessed shall we be when we come in. Father, may all these wonderful promises, O oh Lord God, of peace and security, Lord, be fulfilled in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Let us also pray that, Father, I yield my life to you today. Make out of my life what you desire for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I surrender my body, soul, and spirit unto you, Lord. Use me for your glory. Daddy, make out of my life what you desire for it. Daddy, let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done. In house of hope, let your will be done. In GIT, let your will be done. King of glory, in GVL, let your will be done. In CG, let your will be done. In the children's department, let your will be done. In every department, in every life, in every homes, Lord, let your absolute will be done in the mighty name of Jesus. And let us take this last prayer that says, Father, help me not to give up before my day of visitation, Lord. That in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, help me, Father, not to give up on the day of my visitation. Daddy, at that time, Lord, when you will answer my prayer, Lord, when you will bring those requests, Father, Lord God, into fulfillment, Lord. Lord, help me, Father, not to be found wanting in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. And so, Father, we thank you again for your word that you have sent to us again this morning. May this word transform our lives, that at the end of the day, may all glory, honor, and adoration be unto you, Lord. Thank you, blessed Redeemer, for in Jesus' mighty and unfailing name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. If you're in the Washington, D.C. region, visit in person at our address. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us in our social media. God bless you.